Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bronzeville. For episode four, the winning number is 27. Trust in the Lord with all your soul, from a little child unto your old. If you don't, you will. Bronzeville, April 6th, 1947. Now, brothers and sisters, some people will tell you that the size of the sin is what matters. Some people will tell you that the more you sin, the worse it will be for you. But those people have lost their way. Those people do not understand the love of Jesus. They do not understand the wrath of God. If you say to yourself, dear Lord Jesus, I know what I did was a sin, but it was only one thin dime. Look over there, Jesus. There's a man gave a thousand dollars to a house of sin. What does it matter that I only gave the devil ten pennies? Ten tiny, tiny pennies. Jesus does not negotiate, brothers and sisters. The Lord don't cut no deals. You understand what I'm saying to you? You put one penny in the pocket of the devil, you might as well give them everything you got. And you might as well just hand over your soul while you're at it. Because when the day comes, when the day comes that you're standing in front of him, the day when you are about to be judged, that's the day you need to be able to be righteous. When Jesus says, who are you, brother? Who are you, sister? Are you going to be able to meet his eyes? Are you going to be able to tell him you never line the devil's pockets? You know what he was talking about, right, Anna? Curtis Randolph, you take me for a fool. Of course not. I'm sorry. It's just he makes me mad. He knows I'm sitting there, knows what keeps our people above water, and he goes ahead with all of that stuff. He can't help himself. We all have our place in the scheme, baby. He knows your heart is good. He's just holding up a life for folks. Just reminding them of something better. Well, I wish he'd hold up a different light. We're getting hammered from all sides. I don't need this today. I know, I know, baby. And here he come. Look at him. Big old smile on his face. Hello, Anna. Curtis, thank you so much for coming. Mm, we're here every weekend, Reverend. Yes, you are, Curtis. Yes, you are. Say, I-, I wonder if I could speak with you for a moment. Well, I feel like you already did. What? 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, I could see that you might feel that way. The Lord doesn't make it easy for us, Curtis. That is surely the truth, Reverend. And thank you for what was, I'm sure, another generous donation today. Mm-hmm. Ten tiny, tiny pennies, Reverend. Oh? Oh, don't pay him no mind, Reverend Curtis. Just having some fun. We gave you what we always give. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Particularly fine words today, Reverend. Praise the Lord. Praise him, Mrs. Johnson. Uh, praise him. I need to ask you a favor, Curtis. Oh, really? Yes, I... Glorious sermon today, Reverend. Praise Jesus. Praise him, Miss Southern. I'll see you next week. Yes, I'm sorry to burden you with this, but, well, it's my sister. You know Sadie, I believe. I do. She's a fine woman. Well, yes, she is. She is. Did you ever know her boy? I didn't. Um, I don't. His name is Charles. He's a good boy, mm -hmm. but like a lot of boys who grew up poor... He took a wrong turn. Mm. Just once, mind you, but sometimes that's all it takes. Mm. What did he do? Damn fool robbed a gas station. He had some sense, though. Didn't have a gun, and nobody got hurt, but he got caught. And he's finally getting out of Cook County next week. Uh-huh. Now, he's a good boy, and his mother's a godly woman. You're asking me to give him a job. <laughs> well, yes, Curtis, yes. The boy needs employment. Honest employment. Reverend Thomas, what other kind of employment would there be? Yes, <laughs> you're right, Mrs. Randolph. Of course you're right. All right, does the boy have any skills? Well, he's a good driver. I do know that. And as you probably know, Reverend, I own an employment agency that provides jobs all over the city. Yes, I do, yeah. Rich white folks always looking for chauffeurs. I'd wager that I could find something for young Charles if he's as good a driver as you say. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that would be most appreciated, Curtis. Mm -hmm. Good day to you, Mrs. Randolph. Reverend. Curtis Randolph, shame on you. What did I do? You'd wager that you can find something for him? <laughs> I have to have my fun now. You be careful. Oh, it was harmless. You're a bad, bad man. Mm -hmm. And you knew that when you took me in, woman. Well, I thought I'd cured you of your wickedness. And you did, my love. You surely did. But once in a while, the devil must come out to play. Well, if you keep it restricted to teasing the occasional minister, I suppose it can't hurt too mm, much. You are a saint to tolerate <laughs> me, my love. <laughs> oh, I know that. Uh, well, it could have been worse, though. How's that? Well, did you see Melody Watson take off after Jesse? Jesse Copeland? Mm-hmm. Well, what's she want with him? I don't know, but she looked purposeful. Well, he's kind of young for her if she's looking for another husband. She's probably looking for a favor. <laughs> it's that kind of day. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Mr. Copeland. Mr. Copeland. Oh, hello, Miss Watson. How are you this fine day? I'm good, Mr. Copeland. That's good. And please, it's, it's Jesse. Jesse. What can I do for you, ma'am? It's my son, Jesse. You remember William? I absolutely remember William. Smart boy. Yes, he is. He sure is. And in a way, that's part of the problem. Well, how so? Well, you know he's going to Northwestern on one of your family scholarships. Yes, I'm very proud of that. How's he doing? Straight A's. He's a hard worker. Oh, good for William. But it's gotten harder. Explain. Some of the white students, fraternity boys, they've decided they don't like him. You know William. He's not a shrinking violet, but there's a bunch of them. And last week they hurt him. What did they do? They attacked him with sticks. His arms broken. Damn it. Pardon my language. He can't report them to anybody. No, of course not. I understand. I understand. But he doesn't think they're planning on stopping. No, they wouldn't. Why would they? I just... 
I don't know what to do, Mr. Copeland. He's such a good boy. He's so smart. Uh, I never thought I'd see uh, a boy of mine go to college. It's such an opportunity. I understand, Miss Watson. I understand. It's going to be okay. I want you to not worry, all right? I'm going to look into it. I might be able to do something, okay, ma'am? God bless you, Mr. Copeland. No, God bless you, Miss Watson. And again, it's Jesse. Zeke, it's Jesse. Time is it? Come on, brother. Damn, you sleeping? <laughs> Not anymore. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, that's when I sleep. Give me a second, baby doll. It's my brother. <clears throat> what you need, Jesse? Say, I, I got a job for one of you guys. Need someone tough. It would help it if he was smart, too. Okay. Think I might be able to conjure someone up. I'll call you back in a second. Do that. And wake up. Yeah, God bless you. on Wednesday. Hey, William? Yes, sir? I hope you know, I was just having some fun there, you know, making light of things. I don't mean anything by it. Yes, sir. You've told me that before. Just want to make sure you know that. I wasn't making fun of your people, but at the way our differences define us. I understand. All right. William. Yes? Young brother. Jimmy Tillman. The Copeland family sent me out here. There's something wrong? I hear you having some trouble. Oh, no. This is my mama's idea, isn't it? That, I don't know. I go where they send me. Heard you're having a hard time with some fraternity boys. No, no, it's nothing. Nothing I can't handle. Yeah? That why your arm's in a sling? It's nothing. Nothing at all. Look here, William. Hey, can I call you Bill? People call me William. <laughs> all right. I respect that. People call me Jimmy. Look here, William. Now you're a smart fella. One of the smartest. Hell, I couldn't get into school even if I had the money. But none of us makes it out on our own. You see, the Copelands, they tell me I need to come up here and help a young brother out. I come up here and help a young brother out. Boy, you think you got trouble now? You tell the Copelands you sent me home, all right? All right. All right. Zeke told me I need to stick around you for a while, see what's going on, see if there's anything I can do. So, uh, what is it now? Lunchtime? Yes. Great. Because, man, I am hungry. And we've got a long walk ahead of us. Well, why's that? Where do you think you are? They let us take classes with them. They sure don't let us eat with them. Then let's get going. I really could have gotten myself out here, Stanley. Oh, I know that, Miss Lisa, but Mr. Jesse insisted. Mr. Jesse thinks I'm still 12 years old. He knows you're grown. He just likes to take care of his family. I guess. How have you been, Stanley? I cannot complain, Miss Lisa. The missus, she's fine, and my boys getting ready to go into high school. Oh, my goodness. They grow up fast. How is Nathan? He's doing good. He's already talking about college. What's he want to do? He's going to be a scientist. You should see him when he's not doing his homework. He's reading all them amazing science fiction type magazines and thinking about outer space. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Talks about living on the moon all the time. <laughs> uh, well, this is the place. Wow, it's enormous. It sure is. 
All right, Stanley. Thank you so much. I won't be more than an hour or so. I got nowhere else to be, Miss Lisa. I'll be right here. Miss Copeland, I presume? Yes. I'm here to see Marjorie. Miss Powell is waiting for you on the porch. Thank you. Sure one kidding, will you? This place is a hike. It's really the only place you can eat near campus? It is. But the sandwiches are good. All right, then. Can I take your order? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I'll have a roast beef and cheese and a Coke, please. BLT, please. And a Coke. So what's going on here, William? I told you. There's nothing oh, I can't... I know, I know. You got it. You can handle it all yourself. But you're not going back to Zeke Copeland and telling him you're not taking his help. And I sure as hell ain't either. So... Let's just play this as it lays. Besides, man, it don't look like you got too many friends around here. So the next day or two, you got a built-in friend. All right. All right, fine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So let's just sit back and enjoy these sandwiches and some ice-cold Coca-Cola. They tell me you are pretty good in ball. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what I want to do. What position you play? Shortstop. You play? No, no, no. I box a little something. Love watching baseball, though. Love watching it. Oh. What you studying here? Poli-sci. Poly... Political science. <laughs> I study systems of governments and how they interact with people, and vice versa. Got it. Political power is all there is. That's how we change the way things are. You talking about Negroes. You're damn right I'm talking about Negroes. Jim Crow's not going away because white folks decide overnight to let us in. We have to fight. And to fight, you have to be organized. Sound like a fella I used to know. White guy. Well, white folks know a thing or two. Mm, I guess they do. But look what happened to Bronzeville once we started voting. And more important, started talking to each other about voting. We're building power, real power. Mmm, system's rigged, though. Yeah, sure. It's corrupt as hell. But you cannot win the game if you do not play the game. Yeah, that's the truth, but still, man, you know, politics ain't how we gonna win. All right, well, pray tell me then, Mr. Southside Philosopher. How do we win the game? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. That's me, the Southside Philosopher. All right, so we win by being the best. Right. Like Jackie Robinson. You think he's the best? Damn right. One of them. I saw Satchel Paige pitch in Kansas once. That Negro was magical. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh Gibson? Oh, man, something else. But Jackie, next week. Yeah, you think they'll let him play? Opening day, they say. God damn. What I wouldn't give to see that. A color ball player stepping up in a big leagues next Tuesday. Yeah, they're playing Boston. That would be something to see. Damn right it would. Jackie's tearing down the walls, man. He surely is. And that's not politics. That's achievement. That's greatness. That's right. Look, you're right. Politics is what comes after. All right, well, what, what you mean? Think about it, Jimmy. What do you think happens after this? <laughs> My man Jackie's gonna show them white folks how to play ball, baby. Right, and once they've seen that, once we get past where a bunch of them kick and fuss, what happens? What happens if you're right? What happens if they like what they see? Well, shit, they gonna want more. More of Jackie Robinson? More of everybody. Satch. Gibson, Campanella, Judy Johnson, all them cats. Right. You're dead right, Jimmy. That's what's going to happen. It's going to change everything. Damn right it is. And what happens to the Negro League? Wait, wait, wait. What, what, you, what you mean? I mean, what happens to our baseball league? The one we run. Where we got colored managers, colored owners. Where we got colored folks making all the money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Damn, brother. That's why I'm studying political science. 
glad you could make it all the way out here today, Lisa. I've been feeling really bad lately, and I wanted to clear something up with you. Is this about the wedding? Well, yes. Yes, it is. There's nothing to clear up, Margie. I understand. I hope you do, Lisa. You were absolutely one of my favorite people when we were in school. I know we don't see each other much anymore, but I think fondly of those days and of you often. Thank you, Margie. I do too. We've never talked much about Daddy, my father. You know who he is. Yes, I do. Well, it's just very important to him that certain things be done a certain way. You understand? Of course. The Kenilworth Club has been a very important part of our life here, and he's a very important member. When it came time for me to marry, he felt that having the wedding there was... Important. Yes! Yes. I tried to get him to understand I wanted you there. I wanted you to be able to come, but you don't know Daddy. I know of him. Well, he's every bit as stubborn as you might have heard. And Bill's parents are members, too, so it was important to them as well. And the bride's father pays... Margie, I understand. It's all right. We don't make the world. We just live in it. Right. Yes. That is so true, Lisa. That is so true. But I still feel terrible, and I'm really sorry about how you found out. I wanted to sit you down and tell you myself. Gloria's always had such a big mouth. I suppose she has. Well, I'm glad you're not upset. I'm not upset, Margie. I'm very happy for you. Well, I know I'd be upset if one of my best friends got married and didn't invite me. I just needed to make sure you understood. Margie, I understand. All right, then. I'm so glad we're past that. You're so dear to me, Lisa. How are things with you? I'm all right. Working hard at the bank, but it's good work. Have you been back to that dazzling nightclub since we went? I haven't. It's not really where I spend my free time unless I'm going out with people. It was such a fascinating experience and so nice to be able to see where you live. That's why I wanted to have you come out here to return the favor a little, I guess. Although lunch on the porch with old Marjorie isn't quite as exciting as a night in Bronzeville at the fabulous Royale. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it, Margie. It was electric. Speaking of Bronzeville... Oh, do tell me the news. What's happening there? Not a lot, except for one thing. Hmm? Your father's been writing a lot of editorials lately. He does that when he gets worked up. <laughs> well, it seems your father is worked up about the policy wills in Bronzeville. Oh, yes, I've heard him go off about that. He thinks, well, he doesn't think that it's good for colored people, for Negroes, to gamble what little money they have away. Oh, I know what he thinks, Margie. He puts it into writing. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I just wish he'd move on. I know he thinks he's doing the right thing, but it's hurting people. Who is it hurting? Well, the police have been coming into the neighborhood a lot lately, arresting a lot of people for very small crimes. It's doing more harm than good. I think Daddy would disagree. Besides, I'm the last person who could talk him out of something like that. It would be a huge favor to me if you'd try, Margie. You don't gamble, Lisa. Why do you care? Well, because it's hurting the neighborhood. Do you know how important policy is to Bronzeville? It's the heart of our economy. I'm sure it's making things hard on some people, Lisa, but the only way for Bronzeville to flourish is to eradicate the criminal influences. Did you read that in one of your father's editorials? What? No, I mean, yes, but he's right, don't you see? Hmm. No, I don't. Are you saying people over here don't play poker? That they don't bet on horses? But that's, those are... Refined? Well-to-do? White? That's not fair, Lisa. It's true. What your father's doing is hurting people. I didn't come here to make you apologize again for getting married in an all-white country club. I came here to ask you to get your father to stop attacking my neighborhood, my people. But he's not attacking your neighborhood, Lisa. Don't you see? He's trying to help you people. You can't build anything meaningful on the basis of crime. Uh, forgive me, Margie, but your family made their money in the slave trade. That wasn't a crime. Mercy. Look at the time. I must get going. So nice seeing you, Margie. Yes. I... 
I have so much to do, too. The wedding takes so much time. May I, may I call you a cab, Lisa? No, thank you. I had my driver bring me. Oh. Good day, miss. Good day. Did you have a nice lunch, Miss Lisa? Hmm. Stanley. Yes? If you ever hear me say I'm going to go see my old friend Marjorie again, you just haul off and slap me in the face, all right? I could never do that, Miss Lisa. Yeah, well, I wish someone would. Ah. So, where to now, William? I have an English lit class in ten minutes. You're not gonna sit in my classes with me, right? Oh, hell no. I'll just wait around. I'll come back when your class is over. So, you're like my bodyguard? Well, that's a good way to look at it. Oh, shit. What? Here they come. Those are white boys? Yeah. Main guy. He's the one in the leather shirt. Yep, yep. Seth Van Owen. Seth Van Owen. Of course. All right, then. William, how's it going, good buddy? You'd be Seth, huh? Who's this, William? Buddy yours from Darkertown? Get off the train. Seth, there's a cop over there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see him, Frankie. You have a name, boy? That ain't boy, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, the spook's got a little fire in him. You got that right. See that police officer over there? Mm-hmm, I do. I'm thinking that police officer over there is making you tough, boy. Why don't we wait till we leave? We see all about that. <laughs> all right, William. You take good care of yourself. We'll be seeing you around. You too, buddy boy. What'd you say your name was? I didn't. But you'll know it soon enough. All right. All right, tough guy. Let's go, boys. That the fella broke your arm? Yeah. He, uh, he got a little carried away. Mm -hmm. All right. Seen enough. We're going back to class. Got a phone call to make. Hello? Casper. Jimmy. What's going on, Jimmy? You still up in Everston doing that thing for Zeke? Yeah, say, you want to come out? I can use your hand. I guess. When? Need you tomorrow night. All right. What's the score? Tell you when you get here. Come pack him. Damn. All right. Colliwell Bank, the next day. And 25. There you go, Mrs. Whitman. Thank you, Lisa. You're always such a pleasure to deal with. That's nice of you to say, ma'am. You have a nice day. All right, bye. Everybody, down on the floor! Everybody's down on the floor now! Hey, I'm talking to you! You. I want all the money in this bag, now. I'm talking to you! I know. What's the matter with you? Put the money in the bag! I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you what? There's nothing to think about! There's always something to think about. For instance, right now I'm thinking, does he know whose bank this is? Shit, this is my bank. And you're the bitch that's gonna put my money in my bag! Well, actually, I'm the bitch that's gonna save your life. What's the matter with you? Boy, come here. Huh? My name is Lisa Copeland. Of the Copeland family? If you don't know who that is, you must be from another state. 
And this bank belongs to Curtis Randolph. Randolph. And if you don't know who that is, you must be from another country. <laughs> and the thing all those men have in common is they have better things to do with their time than to spend it hunting down some damn fools who tried to rob their bank. But they do have time to hunt down the even bigger fools who did rob their bank and shot their sister. Oh, shit. You understand me? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 we understand. I thought so. Now, I hate to tell such a big, brave man what to do, but if I were you, I'd take my little friend and I'd walk out that door and I'd get the hell out of Bronzeville before someone decides to take an interest in you. Uh, 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 go on now. It's all right. Okay, uh, yeah. Let's go. What? Let's go. What? God damn it, let's get out of here now! Go, go, move! Lisa, oh, that was amazing. Are you okay? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm okay. That was amazing. What the hell do you want? Looking for Seth Venor? Yeah, and? Tell him someone's here to see him. You think you could just walk up here and tell a white man what to do? Why the hell would I do that? Now that you mention it. Casper. Yeah, Jimmy. Show this white boy why he's gonna do what I tell him. Oh, shit! That's right. Now, do I need to ask again? Seth! Hey! Seth! What's all the noise? Oh, sh shit! Now, you boys keep your distance, you hear? Seth, you remember me? Yes, you're... Uh... William's good friend. That's right. And the fella here with me, uh, the one with the revolver in your face, he's my good friend. Now, I'm a responsible person, Seth, but this nigga here, whew, he's a crazy man. You don't want to find out. You see, it turns out that if something upsets me, oh, it really upsets this crazy nigga. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. let me lay this out for you, and you tell me if it's going to work out for you, all right? Yeah, 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 all right, yeah. My friend, William, well, as much as I'm fond of him, I can't spend all my time looking out for him. So I'm going to make that your job, Seth. You understand me? What? No, no, no. Listen, I'll spell it out, okay? My friend William, he's very serious about his studies, and he needs to be able to focus on it without worrying about some silly stuff like dumb frat boys getting in his business all the time. It's really important to me. And more to my employers. And my crazy friend with the revolver in your face, that William finished his time in college without what you call further incident. And since I can't be here to make sure nothing happens to him, I'm gonna need to make you responsible for that. You understand what I mean when I say responsible? Fool! Don't you shake your damn head. Do you understand? Yes, 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 I understand. Good, good. I knew you were smarter than you look. And your boys here, they, they understand what that means, right? Yes. yes. Gentlemen, I can't hear you. Yes. 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 Excellent. I want to thank you, Seth, for your agreeable nature this fine evening. Casper, let's be on our way. You got it. Oh, one other thing, Seth. Yes. The name's Jimmy Tillman. Anytime you want to come looking for me, you can find me down in Bronzeville. You understand? Yes. You ain't gonna have no more trouble with those boys, will you? Did you? Did they? You stuck a gun in Seth Van Owen's face? Mm-mm. I didn't. 
Casper did. <laughs> oh, my God. The boy wet his damn pants. <laughs> of course he did, Casper. No nothing white boy like that. Never had a knife poured in his face, let alone a gun. I don't believe that. Damn. That, that was amazing. All the talking in the world, nothing would have stopped that jackass. But you just stepped right up to him and you was... Damn, I'm getting me a gun. The hell you are. This is what guys like me and Casper do, William. Right? When we were talking earlier, you told me to think about what comes next. You told me that's politics. So now it's your turn. What comes next is more of this. Nothing's gonna get better. It's up to you, man, and, and cats like you to, to take the better road. Make sure guys like us can put the damn gun down someday, you know? I do. No, I, I do. You're right. But still, thank you so much, Jimmy. Thank you, Casper. No, 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 no. It's no problem. Now go make sure it's worth it, all right? All right. Say, Jimmy, man, you sure about all that? All what? That them white boys ain't gonna come back tomorrow and take it out on the kid. Nah, never gonna happen. You saw that boy? Yeah, I saw him. He did wet his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. William's gonna be just fine. We done our good deed for the week. Sit on back down south side. I can use a drink. Casper, thank you, brother. I'll make sure Zeke knows you're a part of it. Yeah, you do that. I will. You know I will. All right. All right. Say, I'm packing it in. See you tomorrow morning, first thing. Yeah. All right. the hell? Jimmy Tillman, we have some questions for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.